You're listening to the Australian Army Training and Doctrine Podcast. This is Exercise Hamill 2016. I'm Captain Sharon Muscledare and with me is Captain Carmen Sampson, who's a physiotherapist with the 1st Close Health Battalion. She's also known on Twitter as Army Physio. Now we're in your treatment area right now, so tell us what we can see here. So within our treatment team here, we don't need much equipment as a physio, uh, which is great. So we generally um, travel as um, a rather light footprint. So what we can see is our treatment table, which is adjustable and packs up rather small. And then we just have our basic supplies. So that ranges from strapping tape, uh, needles for dry needling and acupuncture, um, different assortments of cream, whether it be heat and cold, um, as well as our heat and cold therapies. And then any adjunct sort of treatments um, which may involve different splints, crutches for acute care management and of course this is just the minimal side of equipment that we can need. We can also change that depending on the construct of health that we're in, depending on what our resupply is is at that time. So as a physio, what does that actually mean for you? What does your day-to-day job require? So for this morning, for example, we will get up before the sunrise um, and go to what's called Stand 2, where we are, uh, need to get into our body armour, our helmets, place our weapons with us, and we get into our pits for the sunrise. From there, we go into morning routine. So that's have your breakfast, if you're male, you shave, normally make a brew. So for us, it's coffee in the physio tent. And then we'll just start preparing for our morning patients, um, which will generally start about 0800. So that morning routine normally takes 45 to 60 minutes. Then we will have one of us on sick parade within the treatment team itself. So we'll just stand by with the medics and the medical officer, patients that come in and need to be seen presenting with a musculoskeletal based injury. Um, we'll see them there. And then normally around 0900, we'll start our normal patient reviews. And that can be initial patients and then follow up patients. And that'll be our normal routine up until 1700, of course, stopping for lunch. We may also run training for our medics, nursing officers, and medical officers. And then we About 17.30, we then run into our um, preparation for evening. So that'll involve stand two again into the pits. Um, As I said before, body armour, helmet and weapon for about 30 minutes until that sun um, post-sunset. And then we will crack into evening routine, so meals and then set ourselves up for the following day. That's pretty much it. (laughs) And how important is it then for an exercise of this size? We're talking about 9,000 people here. How important is the health support role? Yeah, look, it's really critical. So I guess I'll cover the physio piece to begin with. So normally within a barracks environment, you work off a ratio of 500 soldiers to one physiotherapist. So you can imagine with 9,000 people out here, two physios isn't necessarily providing enough support. So we've got other physiotherapists from within our battalion, so First Close Health Battalion, supporting the other brigades. And then we've got physiotherapists part of the Second General Health Battalion, so the main deployable hospital. They've had two to three physios out there as well. So from a physio point of view where we're capturing musculoskeletal injuries at the acute phase in order to provide a subject matter expert advice and management to our medical officers in particular of those injuries um, and uh, furthermore provide the acute assessment and relevant management of those injuries in order to keep those members out in the field therefore of course providing a force enabler and then from the general health perspective you know we've got medics as 
forward as the front line as the integral medics who are then supported by their relevant treatment teams which are the medical officer, nursing officer and the medics and then rear of that they come back to our brigade support platoon and you know we're integral in providing that 10-1-2 imperative, 10 minutes in order to get haemorrhage control. One is the one hour for resuscitation and two is the two hours for damage control surgery. So as part of our brigade support platoon and our forward treatment team elements, we really fall into that 10 and one as part of that 10-1-2 imperative. Now you used to be a medic before you became a physio, didn't you? Yeah, so I was a, what they call a combat medical attendant in the Army Reserves. So I did that for a total of eight years um, prior to studying physio um, and I was uh, studying another science degree at university. So yeah, the Reserve gave me a lot of good opportunities and insight into what Army life was about um, with my goal all along to transfer and apply to be physio within the Army. Then was lucky enough to be sponsored through the undergraduate scheme for two years before posting into Second General Health Battalion as my first posting as a physiotherapist. Now given you've performed both roles, you've been an Army medic and you're now a physio, how do you see the relationship working between those two jobs within the Army? Yeah, so firstly it comes down to medics understanding how the physiotherapy picture fits into uh, their job as a medic. So we start that back as education at the Army School of Health where physiotherapists go down, instruct on the medics course for a couple of days, predominantly within teaching the musculoskeletal injury based um, assessment and management, right through to when the medics graduate and then march into their units. Physios are then involved with ongoing training and then the medics uh, in some combat brigades within the garrison health picture they'll get an opportunity to work within our physio department for one to two weeks and get further development in that assessment and management of musculoskeletal injuries. And then we come into the field environment where the medics are working within the treatment team. So we've got um, a daily contact with them with their within our brigade support platoon. However, when we have the integral medics working out further in front within the battle groups themselves, um, it's really important that those medics are trained and confident as well as competent in that acute injury assessment because they're treating those members before they even see a physiotherapist. So it's really important that we're doing our role in the education space to upskill the medics for those relevant assessment and management pieces and that we have an open communication ongoing between the medics and ourselves um, to make sure that they're happy to come to us and ask about any questions that they have regarding the management of their soldiers as well. So how crucial is it, in your view, to have a physio as part of that health support team? It's critical. Our daily injuries uh, reflect the normal statistics of d disease and non-battle casualties where um, we're seeing a lot higher rates of injuries respect of musculoskeletal trends. So that's things such as ankle injuries, back injuries, knee injuries, um, which are s simple causes such as sitting in vehicles for prolonged periods, wearing body armour for 12 plus hours a day, walking on uneven ground like it is around here. It's not hard to have those injuries. That's the higher trends that we're getting through. And physiotherapists, whether subject matter experts in that musculoskeletal piece so we provide an enhanced diagnostic tool to the uh, medical team in particular the medical officers who are you know general practitioners um, in this treatment team environment and we're the subject matter experts in that musculoskeletal field so it's really important that we're out here to complete that medical health capability. So if you think about some of the cases that you come across when you're working on exercise Hamel or indeed other exercises like this, what's the kind of typical case that you might have to deal with? 
Yeah, so um, a typical case would be, um, so someone's uh, stepped out of the back of the PMV, um, whether it's day or night, they've trod on uneven ground, um, they've rolled their ankle, um, which is a typical inversion sprain, depending on the severity, may require a couple of days of restrictions in order to offload that injury. And so within our brigade support platoon, we may hold that member there for a day or two in order to optimise their healing and recovery timeline, and then offer that member, depending depending on their job, discuss with their chain of command and be able to get them employed with or without restrictions for a couple of days with ongoing physio. So if they're within our location, they'll probably get treatment once to twice a day. If they're out in the battle groups, we'll either try and visit them and hold a physio clinic out with their treatment team or that member will be brought rearward every one, two, three days, whatever is necessary in order to review the patient and enhance their recovery, basically. Part of our role will be that definitive assessment of the injury itself. That's what we're trained to do as physiotherapists. So um, with an ankle assessment, for example, we don't need any diagnostic imaging or anything like that. It's based on our clinical examination to determine the severity of the injury um, and how that will impact that soldier's specific job. Without the physios there, you don't have that specific uh, assessment and therefore diagnosis, which can um, be critical in terms of affecting how that patient's managed, affecting the capability that they're from. In terms of the exercise then as a whole, what are you hoping to get out of this? What do you hope to achieve in terms of your own training, professional development? Yeah, so I guess um, a couple of parts to that. So from a training point of view, getting exposure um, for myself as well as the new physio that I'm working with, my colleague, Lieutenant Troy. So we've been pretty lucky to be exposed to different elements uh, within I guess the battle space while we've been out here. So working to see how physios fit into the health construct, become a bit more experienced with how we fit within um, the health picture um, as well as just the normal battle picture. And that includes our roles as both physios and just our general soldiering. So things like our daily routine that I spoke about earlier, you know, having to stand to or when there's an air siren and we have to sit back in the pits I guess getting an understanding of the potential consequences of being involved in that warfare, so to speak, while we're out here, um, which is a lot different to just the training that we go through on a day-to-day basis back in the barracks. The field environment and this exercise Hamill in particular really gives us that opportunity to develop ourselves yeah, in that physio and in that officer space. This exercise is a really good opportunity for our craft groups at Army Physiotherapy just to continue to develop our profile within Army and continue our education to the wider health and Army about why our capability is so important um, in both exercise and on operations in terms of being a force enabler and maintaining force preservation of our soldiers to keep them in theatre. So for you personally and professionally, what are you hoping to get out of Exercise Hamill? So working with my colleague, Lieutenant Josh Troy, this being his first field experience as an Army physio, it's really important for me to be able to um, mentor him through this um, experience and give him every opportunity to learn in the physio and the the general soldiering space um, so that he's confident and competent to go out field next time by himself myself it really is just to continue the education piece and continue the positive profiling of physiotherapy within the army um, to ensure that from a health and a general war fighting point of view physiotherapy is not forgotten and in fact included as part of that initial medical health 
capability, we do play a significant role in force preservation and just want to continue to make sure that that education is out there for it. You say education, you've got your Twitter handle, haven't you? Army Physio. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, great. So um, in more recent times, uh, you know, it's quite evident that a lot of social media is used in a positive profile. Myself and Lieutenant Troy decided to um, get on board with uh, the positive social profiling that was um, being done, I guess, within 1st Brigade and then the wider Army. So we've set it up in order to just expose Army physio capability as well as the general health capability um, to Army in the wider world, of course, being Twitter. And uh, yeah, having a bit of fun with it, trying to use it as a bit of an educational tool and encourage everyone to sort of get on board and find out what physio is really about. So that's exciting and uh, we're really trying to take the trends out of the current exercise so whether it's back injuries ankle injuries you know use those positively to try and prevent them in the future hopefully be able to get a bit of a regular profile of all our army physios that are in both full-time and reserves and hopefully increase our networking profile from that perspective captain carmen sampson otherwise known as army physio on twitter thank you very much this is captain sharon maskelter reporting from exercise hamill 2016 This podcast is produced by the Australian Army and is copyright the Commonwealth of Australia.